Welcome to the Notepod. This is episode three. The book this week is called Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Quick note, adding this after recording. I did mess up his name a few times in this episode and said Bergeron, but it is Bergeron. Sorry about that. Back to the show. He is, here's his description from his website. Ben Bergeron trains some of the world's fittest athletes. A former Ironman triathlete turned CrossFit Games competitor, Ben has coached athletes to six world championships. As coach of the reigning fittest man and fittest woman on earth, he is considered one of one of the top coaches in the sport of CrossFit. So I'm just going to go through seven. No, I have five points here. So just the first one, quick note. I was reading this book and then finished it, started researching, tried to like, not researching, just looking up more information about the author, then hit the news tab, saw pretty topical in that there's been recent controversy and the founder of CrossFit is has stepped down. Um, and I recommend checking out, there's a BuzzFeed article, sounds like one crazy Zoom call. So my and then one of the people quoted on in that article, he said, my first thought was I thought maybe I was being punked. Anyway, so on to the book. Oh, also, not yet the book. Second recommendation to check out if you have Netflix and you don't like reading, check out The Redeemed and The Dominant. This is a documentary about the CrossFit Games. It's It covers the 2017 games where this book covers the 2016 games, but both of the people kind of profiled in this book are in that documentary. I watched this. I was reading this book and then just thought I'd put on some some more CrossFit stuff while working out, not doing a CrossFit workout. But yeah, definitely it was cool to see just how the games work and then learn about some of the people that are competing, kind of like what their mindset is, what they're thinking going into these things. And then to just see the relationships between uh, different people. It's a, a different perspective from this book where this book is written from the coach's perspective, really focused on two competitors. And on the other side, in the documentary, just if you like reading and you like watching things, just read this book and watch that. It just gives you a nice, complete, not complete, but a, a pretty good sense of everything from competitor's view, coach's view. And then you can be a spectator and just actually watch clips of the games with commentary and that kind of thing since it was aired on, since these are aired on ESPN. So, okay. So those are the first two things that I wrote. And then the last three, actually now getting to the book, I wrote these down as questions. So the first question, how do you write an entertaining nonfiction book? I think this book does a great job of that. Definitely wanted to keep reading. I haven't read a bunch of books about CrossFit. I imagine this is one of the better ones and you can kind of like see the effort that was put into writing an entertaining book. He weaves like a nice narrative. So the narrative he goes through following two of his athletes as they compete in the 2016 CrossFit Games. It is nice. They both also happen to win. That's mentioned, I think, in the beginning, so it's not really like a spoiler. Also, it's from 2016. And then each chapter focuses on a characteristic. So some examples, commitment, grit, positivity. And then it just goes kind of like day by day, event by event, and weaves those like different things happening with those characteristics in the chapter. And then the chapter will usually jump from 
present day back to a few months back or years back when he was running sessions to that were focused on the specific movement for like that games event and then where they either failed and how they've improved since then or how they've always been great at that and why they why they're great at that really really enjoyed just like and appreciated the effort put into storytelling i think i think this is a great example of nonfiction storytelling and how how effective that can be in a nonfiction book where you could see like if this was just straight hey here's this is what happened during the games i coached these people they won it, it could easily be a bad book but no it's an excellent book just like and it, it's all clear throughout like it's jumping back jumping forward you get this sense of the progression that they make as humans, as athletes, and what things, even at the top level, the things that they struggle with, the things that they have to overcome. Uh, so then point number four, this is the next question this book can answer. So would you start with someone above average, with above average talent or someone who's mentally tough? The book focuses on the mental side of competing at that level. It makes this point that everyone who makes it to the games at the start of the games, that everyone is physically world class because it's so difficult to just qualify. Nobody there is perfect. People, no, yes, his the people he coaches, the two of them, they win, but it's not like they win every single event. They don't even win a majority of the events. Uh, events because uh, it's this aggregate score and that kind of thing. So nobody's perfect, but they're all world class athletes. And then what this book stresses is the importance of the mental side of the game and that's something he stresses with every session he describes that the thing that they do to start each session is 10 minutes of breathing work where this is it's not meditation but it does have some elements of that where focused on breathing you go through it you pay attention to like your mindset that day try to focus for the training session that day and it's something that's practice, like building up your mental strength. And then, oh yeah, but that back to this question. So would you start with someone with above average talent or someone who's mentally tough? So uh, in the book here, this is from the book, given the choice between coaching an athlete with above average talent or one who is mentally tough, it might surprise you to hear I'd pick the former. Not because I believe talent is more important, but because I know I can teach someone to be mentally tough. Right, that's the end of the quote. And I love it because I'm not mentally tough, so I'm halfway there. So definitely like Wally and I on this podcast, we talked about practice and hard work and kind of the push and pull of talent and whether like getting to the top level of something. So I like the idea that you can practice something, work hard to it, and then become great. But I think it is also important to acknowledge there's limits to this and it depends on the, the discipline. There are just some disciplines you can work as hard as you want, but you you just can't, you're not going to get to the top level. Like let's say like the point zero zero one percent and I always like the simplicity of the NBA comparison that if you want to make it to the NBA or get someone, you're coaching someone you want to get them to the NBA, it's better to start with someone who's 6'5 and mentally weak than someone who's five foot flat and 10 times tougher mentally. And that, that's a bit of an exaggeration, like just, but that is an example of a discipline and not all disciplines have like those kinds of limits, but for something like CrossFit, he's not saying like he can just take anybody and then make them the champion. There's, you do still have to acknowledge like starting with that like talented raw material. So to think that like talent 
talent does, doesn't exist. I think there's like, you can go to the too far in one extreme that it's, it's all hard work. There's no talent. I think I've had that belief after reading about like, like the talent code, 10,000 hours kind of thing. But there is still talent in this world and depends on the discipline, depends on what you're doing. But I do think like you can get very, very good at things as long as there's ways to practice it. And this reminded me of this piece uh, from The Fighter's Mind by Sam Sheridan. It's a book about fighting. Actually, I did a notepad episode about it. So go check that out. Uh, but this quote uh, it says, uh, and I think this is, yeah, this is Greg Jackson. Uh, and he says, mental toughness is learned. It's not a skill that everyone has or is born with. There are people that are born tougher than others mentally or figure things out earlier in their life. But if you have motivation, you can acquire mental toughness. It's just about what your body gets used to putting up with. I, that's the end of the quote. So there's two people, uh, two like high level trainers. So Greg Jackson, uh, I think trains, trained or trains John Jones has a bunch of top level UFC people who he's trained and, I don't know. I'm not going to disagree with a trainer. I, I think there are probably, on the other hand, plenty of people who, who would disagree with it. Like maybe if you ask the actual, like the athletes themselves or the fighters, I bet there, there's going to be plenty of people who say like, Oh, you can't train toughness and you have to be born with it and that kind of thing. But, um, from the fighter's mind, he, he kind of goes on to explain that. Yeah. Like there's going to be people who are just in situations that make them extremely tough, but they got, it's that kind of thing of like they got their training early like the same way that you know like bill gates has his computer when he's three years old or whatever it is and gets those hours in there's just the toughness hours that come in early in life if your parents are abusive that sort of thing that these kinds of things make you tough you build that toughness it's not like you come out of the womb tough and there's probably again like some physical capacity to like how you know your pain thresholds uh some tendency to feel that pain or not but it is something that is not this just set amount that, you know, you're 25 years old. You cannot increase your mental toughness at that point. And yeah, it's uh, always encouraging to hear like things like mental toughness can be improved through practice. I would also say this kind of goes to that. I'm not an athlete, not a fighter. Uh knowledge worker there's a big thing about like hard work working long hours shouldn't do that and again like you can go to the extremes of that where you could say like oh you don't get anything done after eight hours it's just like productivity drops to zero um but i, I think there is something to that idea that if you stretch yourself a quick thought experiment i guess if you take somebody they work 16 hours a day for a year and then you take someone else they work eight hours a day for for that year then i think the argument is like the 16 hour per day person will burn out but let's say they if they don't which i think is possible if you the other well i don't know 16 is a, a little extreme so let's say like 12 hours um the person working 12 hours a day is going to get more done that's and it's possible they won't burn out if they you know are taking care of themselves for the other four hours sleeping really well, getting eight hours of sleep, that kind of thing. Um, but then say, okay, so you're at one year, you have these two people, the eight hour day, 12 hour day person. And then for some reason they have to work 16 hours at that point, both of them. I would bet on the person who's been working 12 hours a day for the past year to do more effective work in a 16 hour day. And it, it is this thing of you learn to 
I'm probably wrong about this. I have no, I'm going to move on to the next topic. Um, so number five, this question, why is it a good thing to get some experience at the top level? Here's the reason, because you might realize that you're already there. So in Chasing Ex- Excellence, uh, the book mentions, or I mean, one of the main characters in it is Matt Fraser, Fraser, who is probably like one of the, I mean, if he, he's like Michael Jordan, it seems like of the CrossFit games from what I gather. And there's also, it's like him and then uh, Rich Fro is what it seems like are the two greatest ever but matt fraser yeah so the book talks about him not qualifying for the games earlier in his career here's the quote at the northeast regional that year matt a former junior national weightlifting champion did well in events involving moving a barbell but had obvious holes in the game in his game he finished fifth overall two spots out of contention for the games instead of being demoralized he was heartened it was his first time interacting with games caliber athletes up close and he walked away thinking i work hard and practice i could beat them this all so reading this reminded me again of fighter this time mark hunt i recently finished his book born to fight i thought i did an episode on it but i just realized i didn't so i need to do a notepad episode on it he talks about his first fight with someone at like the top level of fighting he says the bell rang and as i walked back to the corner it occurred to me this prick didn't even hit that hard i'd been hit harder than this my whole life i even managed to drop the dude in the second round with a running leg kick but as the last seconds of the third and final round ticked away, I knew I'd lost on points. In those moments, one thought spun around my head over and over again. That was it. The guy couldn't throw fireballs from his hands or dragon punch 12 feet into the sky or do anything I couldn't do. If that's all these guys had, I could get my hands on them. If I could get my hands on them, I could certainly put them to sleep. They weren't the characters from Dragon Ball Z, and Jerome wasn't Super Saiyan. It's the end of the quote. Great to hear, like, just these two stories of people competing and losing at the top level, but realizing that next level is achievable. Uh, Have I experienced this? I haven't. Not athletically. But there are definitely those moments in life where you realize someone is human or that company that group of people they're it's made up of humans you meet a celebrity that and go to a book signing whatever it is you meet one of your heroes you kind of realize they're human the things that they do are achievable there's probably like i'm sure there's a steve jobs quote about this that like the people that he like realizing that people putting these different things together are just humans they're smart but it's not like they're on an unachievable level maybe not the best to use like one of the great CEOs of history to um he had his flaws i'll point that out as well but as like a product person pretty high up there right so maybe maybe shouldn't compare to that um but yeah the these things are possible in the world um one thing I'll, I guess, like kind of on this theme of say, like watching old videos. So that's another thing you can watch CrossFit games clips and see a lot of the stuff that's mentioned in this book and just like cut to that, uh, find it on YouTube and then watch them like chasing excellence. Yeah. Like watch these different events that are being described in the book and then see how, see it play out, like how it was aired on ESPN, which is pretty cool. And then the same thing with Mark Hunt's book, Born to Fight. You can pull up any, like pretty much all of the fights that he mentions, um, 
at least once he starts fighting professionally. There's some earlier fights that aren't there anywhere. But yeah, a cool thing to do with like any popular YouTuber is to just like go to all their videos and then reverse sort it so you can see the earliest videos. And especially like you, you can see when people started and they're just normal people uh, that and they have those videos where it's just shot on a phone. They're kind of rambling. And then you can see the progression as they improve. And this reminds me of a podcast episode. So that, that's the end of these books. But um, I'll get to some podcast episodes next. Actually, I'm going to do, do a separate episode for that. And yeah, maybe I'll do book episodes and podcast episodes. But this idea of like looking back and seeing the progression and seeing like someone human turning into, you know, this figure, a public figure. Um, there's an episode of The Writer Files with Rob McElhaney, the creator, of, one of the creators of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And then, um, and he talks about the, they're entering like their 15th season and that it's cool to look at the progression from the first season. I mean, they had like a show on cable, so it's not like they're, you know, shooting everything on whatever flip phones, but you can do this with, I think a great one is like MKBHD, his tech YouTube channel. You can just go back and then look at his first video. And it's just, he's basically, he's still a kid at that point. Um, I think he may have been in high school uh, or like eighth grade, something like that. And yeah, he's just doing like uh, screen recording, something like that. Or like maybe, just, no, he's just actually like talking to a web camera is what it seems like. Uh, you can, it's Joe Rogan has that crazy deal with Spotify, but you can go all the way back. I mean, he was already famous, but you can go back to the first podcast episodes and it's just him talking to friends on uh, again, like looks like a webcam uh, recording it. And then, yeah, so you can always go back and look at that progression. And that's another way to just like see that these people are had kind of that same start. They're just humans. Um, that said, these like top level CrossFit people don't seem human. Um, they're just <laughs> grinding grinders. And it's very impressive just like the what they can go through, um, what kind of pain they must be going through. Same thing with fighters. Like you see the end result of like what these fighters look like after a fight and then imagine like how hard they probably train as well is impressive and i'm gonna go so that's kind of the end of the episode i'm gonna go do like set the treadmill to 3.0 do an hour walk uh fight through uh slow it down if i feel any lactic acid buildup um but yeah def definitely like list reading this book um, has made me want to increase the intensity a little bit. And actually it's wanted me to get back to doing the daily kettlebell training and just build up that routine again of doing daily workouts. Um, but that's, that's that for the note pod this week. Thanks for checking it out. Again, the book is called Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. And thanks a lot.